Welcome to Revenue Rehab, your one-stop destination for collective solutions to the biggest challenges faced by marketing leaders today. Now head on over to the couch, make yourself comfortable, and get ready to change the way you approach revenue. Leading your recovery is modern marketer, author, speaker, and chief operating officer at Tegrita, Brandy Starr. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Revenue Rehab. I am your host, Brandy Starr, and we have another amazing episode for you today. I am joined by Lacey Miller. Lacey is an accomplished marketing professional with over 10 years of experience in the startup industry. With a passion for data-driven marketing and social media analytics, Lacey has established herself as a foundational marketer who has helped numerous startups achieve their growth goals. Throughout her career, Lacey has worked with startups of varying sizes in industries and has a proven track record of delivering successful marketing strategies that have delivered or that have driven growth and revenue. She has a deep understanding of consumer behavior and a keen ability to analyze data, allowing her to develop effective marketing campaigns that resonate with target audiences. Lacey, welcome to Revenue Rehab. Your session begins now. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, Brandy. This is exciting. This is fun. (laughs) Yes, I am so, so excited to talk to you. I've wanted to have you on the show for a while, but had to find the right topic. And I think we have found it. But before we get into that, I like to break the ice with a little woosah moment that I call buzzword (laughs) banishment. So tell me what industry buzzword would you like to get rid of forever? So for this, I'm choosing growth marketing. You could even say revenue marketing. Um, Why do we keep trying to reinvent what we're calling what we're doing? It's just, it's marketing. Everything I do is about growth and revenue. Both of those things, all of those things, right? And sometimes we'll say traditional marketing, but we're all still doing that too. Every now and then it, it helps us send out a postcard, right? So even the mailers came back for a little bit. Um, So that's what I'm banishing growth marketing. We're all trying to grow. That's just, that's the point. (laughs) I will take it. And yeah, it does seem like every few years, like someone tries to come out with a new term for the things that we've always done. Uh, And it's like, it's just, it's marketing. Like marketing. we're always (laughs) trying to grow, trying to retain, trying to drive revenue. Like no one does marketing and is like, man, I really really hope this company shrinks. Like I'm going to do my darndest to, you know, reduce revenue. Uh, Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. happen. (laughs) So we will take growth marketing. We'll put it in the box. We'll throw away the key. And at least for this conversation, it is banished. Um, So now tell me what brings you to revenue rehab. So I'm really excited to kind of talk about and unlock TikTok for B2B. Um, You know, social media has kind of been a bit of an interesting beast since it came out, right? We handed it to the intern pretty early on. And now it's grown all the way to it's got revenue numbers. Like this thing is driving some really incredible traffic, conversations, buyers. And so, you know, now we're diving into TikTok. What does that look like? Um, And, you know, a it's not something to, to just approach easily. Um, this is no more 
the give it to the intern than it has ever been. It is, it's time to really take it seriously and see how we can make a huge impact there. I so agree. And TikTok, you know, I just had a conversation with my daughters who were 21, 21 and 20. And literally we were talking about something and it was like, oh yeah, TikTok is the new Google. Like before I, you know, go search something on Google, I can totally find it on TikTok. And, you know, even though like, you know, she's more in as a consumer, but it, it definitely really drove home a point to me in that like, it really is a key source for information. Um, so we're going to dive deep into that, but before we do so, I believe in setting intentions. It gives us focus. It gives us purpose. And most important, it gives our audience an understanding of what they should expect from our conversation today. So for those that are listening, that are heading marketing, who haven't dipped their toes in the B2B TikTok waters, what would you like them to take away from our discussion? So we're in kind of a, a strange time of uncertainty and Meta just came out and announced some more shakeup and Mark Zuckerberg said it's the year of efficiency. And I thought, yeah, always. Once again, it's always about efficiency. I would love to be paid to be extra AF on a daily basis. That would be incredible. <laughs> but instead, my job is to be effectively efficient, right? And so... Because I think that that's just part of what we do every day, I want to go to maybe the year of authenticity. I think that we, that is the intention here, whether it's authenticity in how we hire or authenticity on marketing strategies, how we present our brand to the market. Uh, we're, a, a tool like TikTok is going to give us a little more perspective and a little break down some of those barriers and give us the opportunity to be more authentic with our end user. Awesome. And I think that's a great place to start because that authenticity is the biggest pushback that I hear from B2B brands that, you know, it's really hard for a brand to put forth TikTok style content because, um, you know, TikTok came out. It's the fun place. You know, it's where people are very natural. It, it's, you know, very, you know, it's not polished, which is what brands are used to being. And so it was very much, how do we be an authentic brand and leverage this as a revenue channel? Because obviously that's what we're all here for um, and still maintain authenticity and not like piss off the TikTok users who, you know, don't want to be sold to while they're scrolling, you know, looking at funny dances and, and cat videos. Um, <laughs> so like, how do, how do you be authentic as a brand on TikTok and still drive revenue? So I think that you kind of hit on it in talking about how your kiddos use the app as a search tool, right? Um, that gives the, well, and TikTok is for creators. It's not brands. Like, let's just go ahead and put that there. And so... If you think about those two things, a creator and then it being a search tool, it's creating the information, creating the educational piece, creating kind of something that maybe is mundane, but doing it in the fun way. I know there's a quantum physics startup here in Austin that wrote a book that was quantum physics for a five-year-old or something kind of funny like that, because they thought like, if I can explain it to a kindergartner, 
then I can explain it to an investor, a buyer or whoever it may be. And so that is where the opportunity lies in creating and getting out good educational information and becoming that resource. I mean, we talk about thought leadership all the time, right? And I think for a long time, thought leadership has been getting on Forbes or getting in TechCrunch or whatever publication. Um, and it's morphed so much. Even now we're doing podcasts, which is so much more fun, so much more engaging, so much more easily approachable. Um, and so take take it even further. And now you've got TikTok. I mean, what if you treated your TikTok as 30 to 90 second podcast? I mean, you could have an entire series of just kind of like cool tidbits, easy to digest, informative, and that's what people are looking for. They're searching for that. It's the next YouTube, right? Um, and so I think as long as brands really consider this is about information, this is about thought leadership, this is about giving somebody something, you can come at it from an authentic way. You can come at it from a way that's, you know, a little bit fun. I You got to have some fun. Remember the Hootsuite owl? Like yeah. they had that thing running around doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but we all understood the message and it was, or not Hootsuite. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. Uh, Duolingo. Because oh, the message, yes. the, yeah, the message was like, get on Duolingo, like learn your language. Uh using you know on-trend things okay so there are ways to be an authentic creator um the second sort of pushback that i hear about tiktok is who are we putting out there um and that becomes this debate because a lot of times it is the more senior leaders who serve as the face of the organization and a lot of people are not comfortable doing that, you know, type of content. And then, you know, with turnover, you know, you think about you have more, you've turnover at all levels, but you tend to have more turnover a little lower in the organization. So then it's, if we put these people out here and then they're no longer here, then what? And, you know, if we put a character, then we have to spend the money to like craft this character. So it becomes this like, yeah, what do we do? Okay, we're just not going to do anything. So how do you tackle that? So I mean, this is going to be one of those tough things, right? There are some hurdles with any new strategy. And I, you know, I, I have talked to somebody who said verbatim, I am 57 years old. Nobody wants to see my face on TikTok. Okay, I get it. Um, so how, how do we do something different? And so we've talked about short videos, um, different pieces of his product, um, different kind of motion stop things. Like there are other ways to use some of these sounds, filters, funny pieces. Now it is a personal kind of presence. And so it would, will be hard not to have people on there. And I think, I mean, I've seen it, plenty of people have seen it where you come in and you've got kind of, I, we had a new hire come in who said, I feel like I'm meeting a famous person, Lacey, because I see you on all the TikToks. Like I <laughs> just became the face of my previous company's TikTok. 
and it was uncomfortable and I was doing such silly things, but you know, it happened and it was a, a moment in time and you just kind of figure out like, that's just the natural, that's the authenticity. That's just the natural wave of things. And I know it's scary, but it's going to happen and you got to think about it. Um, you got to think about who that face is for sure. And you know, it's like, I would also argue the, the point of the person that you said, like, I'm, you know, 57, no one wants to see my face. And that's what I think I love most about TikTok is it's not your stereotypical faces. You know, it's not all the really young, pretty, blah, you know, it's not that, that what society feeds into, you know, one of my favorite TikTokers is TikTok Mama 7, who, you know, is a white haired grandmotherly type woman who is always like rapping and dancing around her kitchen and following. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. She is the best. Like she is hilarious. And, but she's definitely not your typical social media personality. Um, And that's one of the reasons why I love her. Um, And I do think, you know, that there are certain personalities that lend well to it. We just started our TikTok. um, Other than we post some of the revenue rehab clips there. And we made uh, for National Margarita Day, I did a a margarita TikTok. Um, I, you know, definitely would not say it was the highest quality TikTok, but we did it. And, you know, most people were like, oh yeah, I can see that. You totally have a TikTok personality. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that that means. Um, same, same or, girl. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. Know about that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I do think you do have to get creative, and I think especially for senior leaders, to your point, it is going to be a bit uncomfortable because you know you're most you think about the the typical C suite is 55 plus, did not grow up with social media still, you know, kind of put off by it in in many ways. So it is a little bit of almost like just a get over yourself and figure out who's the the best person or people to put out there. That's the thing. And I think it's a huge opportunity. I mean, even if you have zero TikTok followers and all you're doing is going there using some of the filters, using some of the sounds, using the trending sounds, um, we can you you put it on LinkedIn. Some of our, in my last company, our highest performing LinkedIn posts were some of the funny TikToks we did. I mean, people want to see that stuff. We engage with video. I hear, you know, LinkedIn is not Facebook. You can say that all day long, but the video posts are the most high, like the highest engaging post. So people do, they, they absorb information in that way. And so even if you just open up TikTok to help you post videos in other places, I've embedded in videos and emails mm. that worked really well, short snippets, they're practically like little gifts. Um, I've done it, you know, repost on other social media sites, but LinkedIn, text messaging, um, there's so many opportunities and ways to use it. And then back on kind of the C-suite, I've also had my CEO just do a run through of like our clients. And it was a really short and sweet use case video, but he got to talk about what he was passionate about, which is our client base, which is growing our company. 
and we didn't have I think we had a maybe a, a song but we didn't have any big production behind it it was just giving him the floor and you know we have to do speaking ups um podcast uh videos YouTube like there's all these opportunities to be face-to-face kind of like that uh so TikTok's just another one of those and the opportunity is now because um it it was it started with this wave of Gen Z now we've got millennials now like you said like grandma's figuring out how to rap and get a following I mean it's if you want to be one of the first businesses that really figures out TikTok, like get on there now, start talking about things that people need to understand and know about. Uh, and you can be at the forefront to like bringing B2B into TikTok. I love it. So for those that are listening, let's say I'm fully bought in. The time is now. I need to do this. Where do I start? What is your advice if, you know, we're not fully, fully committed, but we at least want to experiment with it um where how do i advise my team what should i be thinking about do i come out with metrics and goals like how do i get started in this TikTok world in helping my brand to be an effective creator so this is the biggest deal of the whole thing like you know set it up get on there what's funny is when i open my business TikTok account it's a bunch of trending videos, how to do this, how to use TikTok. Like the algorithm is really incredible because it knows like she's trying to learn how to use TikTok in a better way. Perfect. That's exactly what I need. But I mean, back to setting your intentions, you have to be intentional about it. So there's three things, theme, audience, and consistency. If I, your company may sell 20 products across 80 verticals and every country and all kinds of things, but you need one thing. You really have to go strong on one thing. You've got to be the expert on one thing. That's kind of hard to figure out, or maybe it's really easy to figure out, but every one of your videos needs to have a theme that's pretty consistent across the board. Then audience. I mean, this is just like marketing. This is just persona based, right? Who is the audience? And the thing is, your audience could be 65-year-old retirees, and maybe they're not there yet. But you start making TikToks, you start dropping it in the emails where they are responding to you, and then all of a sudden they're on TikTok, right? You can bring your audience there. You can build an audience there. That's what's great about it. Now is the opportunity to do that. And then the third one, consistency. You got to do it every week. I mean, if you can do it every day, that's incredible, but there's a calendar. This is just like any other social media, advertising, digital ads, whatever that space may be. You have a calendar and you've got a schedule and you have concepts that you want to publish and get out there and you've got somebody committed to it. I think the difference is here. I'm not going to say you should attach any kind of goals to it. We used it as a traffic driver and the traffic that came from it um, was more engaged on our website. They stuck around longer. They went to more pages. It was valuable traffic. Was it a lot? No, but it was still valuable. And so we did have that as kind of the cherry on top, but really it was just a smart way for us to make content that we could use in a lot of other ways. And then there's a goal attached to that email. 
or to that um, prospecting email or marketing email or the LinkedIn and how we're running ads there. And so you can make it part of those goal revenue oriented pieces without attaching one directly to, to TikTok. Okay. So what I'm hearing is I love the thought of having one theme um, and because, I mean, you are right. There are a lot of companies that sell a lot of different things to a lot of different people uh, and, you know, it can get all over the place. Uh, but if you look at all the really popular TikTokers, they do have a thing and, yeah. you know, they may have something you know, other kinds of content scattered here or there, but for the most part, you know exactly what to expect from them. And so I do think that that's a, a really good lesson because, I mean, in any B2B brand, you're producing so much stuff like the heavier long form content, the product video, you know, all these different things. It's like, what is your TikTok thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like that. I want to dig into the audience some more because this is the place where TikTok seems to um, not be as easy as certain other platforms. Because if you think about LinkedIn, which is most common B2B platform, you can very easily, if you're running ads, you know, there's all the filters for company size and title and change to job and all these different things. Um, and People are on TikTok as themselves. So even though they are, you know, I am a buyer, you know, as a, a COO for a consulting firm, I'm a target buyer for somebody, but I'm on TikTok just as Brandy. And so how do you really, you know, I know you talked about bringing your own audience, which makes sense, but how do you build an audience? How do you get in front of the people who are on TikTok that may not already know you that are the people that you want to see your content. So the biggest point here, if there's only one takeaway everyone takes away from this is that TikTok is not Instagram and you cannot do an Instagram thing on TikTok and vice versa. They really are different beasts. And if you think about the first Instagram ad was in November of 2013. It was a Michael Kors watch ad. And so they are already a decade ahead when it comes to advertising. So they have that figured out, right? They have all that, um, the different segmentations and the understanding. And I think that if you have social media ad dollars, it may still stick around there for a while, right? We've watched Twitter struggle with how are we going to bring in ad dollars? I think TikTok is still in the same place, but there are some... Um, just original things that TikTok is still doing really well. And to be completely honest, it's the hashtag. Um, the hashtags are really, I, you know, there's a rule there. You're only supposed to do like three or four. If you start doing a whole mess of them, it, it does get lost. It will kind of turn off the algorithm. But if you're strong there, you're going to find digital marketing strategies, marketing, CMO, like you're going to find these really business focused personal finance. Like you'll find the business focused stuff. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a slow burn where you have to have that consistency and you'll start to get people and you'll start to see better and more engagement. Sometimes you have that viral hit 
but I've also had brands come to me and say, we had a viral hit. How do we do it again? And it's just, it's luck of the draw right now. So that's why I say it's important to be committed to TikTok before you even get into it, because the results aren't going to be seen the same way that they have been seen in Instagram or that they have been still kind of played with on Twitter. Um, They're still trying to figure out what their strategy is. And it's one thing that we've seen interesting with both Instagram and TikTok is them both focus more on the creator. At the end of the day, these platforms do not exist without organic creator content. So they are focused on organic creator content. And so if that's how you approach TikTok is wanting to be part of that, you're going to see the success that you want. Um, But like I said, sharpen those hashtags, make those consistent, make sure you see them other places, you know, follow the people who are potentially talking about the same things or tangential things that you are. Don't be afraid to find a competitor and go, how are they doing it? Can we do it the same way? And don't be afraid to be the first one to do it. Because at the end of the day, I don't know, Brandy, if you remember, I don't even remember when this became cool. Maybe it was 10 years ago, but it was B to me selling. Yes. It's person to person. And so no matter if you're B to B, B to C, whatever it is, you're still selling to a human. And this is just kind of a fun way to approach it. Um, And, you know, there are serious concepts on there too. So there, you know, you can, that's kind of what's great about it too. Uh, You can talk about, I don't know, banking is not a good word right now, but (laughs) retirement finance, just how to like, let's anything people need to learn about it's on there. So be at the forefront of it. Awesome. So one other thing that I want to ask is, Because this is something that you see, you know, you talk about the return is very incremental, you know, you're not going to see it show up the same way that, you know, other efforts do. The other challenge is, you know, we are, people are short staffed, there's turnover, they have smaller budgets, like based on where we are economically right now, that efficiency uh, that we talked about at the beginning is so important and being able to be consistent and posting weekly and having someone devote effort, you know, to finding the hashtags and following the people and making the content. um, How do you justify the effort when we know we're not going to be able to draw the same clear lines of success? Oh man, this is so hard. And I think we're all dealing with this right now. Um, and depending on where your company is and its journey, I, you know, my background is startup. So everything has been a little more scrappy and everything is, we're going to do X campaign that has to have 15 pieces that have to be used across the board, right? There's always kind of this thought process. And so if TikTok can work for you, it's a really great piece to add per blog post, per email campaign right? You're already doing something. You're already going to be creating some piece at sales enablement, um, persona documentation. So how can you take that? I mean, the best part is TikTok should be 30 to 60 seconds. So how can you take that and maybe just set aside a little bit of time 
to turn it into this engaging video piece. I think that's the other thing. Consider TikTok a bit of your video strategy. I, I'm trying to think. I know YouTube has been mentioned in my my professional life. I may have done some YouTube videos, but nothing like I've ever been able to create with TikTok. And we've been able to do kind of a, a fun side piece with the press release, right? Press releases are not our favorite things to read. They're not exactly our favorite things to write, but if you can do kind of a fun video alongside, that's probably what people are going to look at and listen to. And so it's, don't attach too much to it. It is fun. Um, but yeah, it's got to work into kind of the campaign. It's got to work into what you're already doing. Um, and then of course that dives into like, who's going to be behind the camera. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I, we've done it with product screenshots. Like hmm. there's some fun stuff that you can do, you know, moving around and leading people down a bit of a journey. So just think of it as, you know, I don't, an easy way to put an image, a moving image in front of somebody, a video. Um, and I will say, if you set the intention, if you set your theme, if you know your audience, once again, they may or not be there yet, but if you know your audience, um, then the consistency part will come because it's a little bit easier. Yeah, I love it. And I really like the idea of press releases, which it made me just think of something like we didn't actually issue a press release for this, but when our book hit the bestseller list in US and Canada, I made a fun, thank you. I made a fun TikTok just on my personal TikTok because this was a year or two ago. Um, and it was uh, Sierra's level up. And so I did, it was back when everybody was doing the transitions. So like I started like in my bathrobe or whatever, and then, you know, you touch the camera and then, you know, I had the book and I danced with that. And although it got like no visits on TikTok, cause I think I had like 14 people following me, <laughs> but I put it on LinkedIn and I'm pretty sure that that is still my highest viewed and engaged with LinkedIn post. And that is that same kind of press release type yes. content, which as many eyes, you know, were on the, the LinkedIn, the TikTok on LinkedIn, I know had we actually issued a press release, it would have never gotten <laughs> that, you know, many eyes. It would have like been picked up by like the Tallahassee Tribune, or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's always some random. I love like, those PR reports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a oh, slow news day, huh? Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, so that is a, a really great idea. Cause I know, I mean, most CMOs hate having to do press releases. Like, you know, there's only a few scenarios where you're really excited about it, uh, you know, because it truly is like newsworthy. But that's a different conversation for, for a different Next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so talking about our challenges is just the first step and nothing changes if nothing changes. And so in traditional therapy, the therapist gives the client some homework. But here at Revenue Rehab, we like to flip that on its head and ask you to give us some homework. So I always like to have a takeaway, something that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're now jazzed about giving TikTok a shot, um, what's that one thing? What's your, your recommendation as the first next step for our listeners? I mean, get in there, 
look at that. You go through the hashtags. You, you know, you search the hashtags. And once again, it can be as specific as personal finance or digital marketing or, you know, cosmetics. Um, but go, go look at what people are saying and, you know, talk about ease of use. You're just going to flip through and something could hit. And I think that's the thing. I mean, that's how we start every, we do TikTok happy hour, uh, once, uh, every other week. And we just kind of get on and we go, okay, what's, what's going to hit? What's a little, what's inspirational today? Sometimes the younger crew is doing a TikTok dance. Um, and sometimes it's me, you know, doing something with our product. But um, I think the big thing is just get on there. Just see what's going on. I love it. Um, you know, TikTok happy hour. Uh, for me, the struggle would be limiting it to an hour and yeah. staying focused. But that's, you know, whole difference. <laughs> but I really like that. Like just taking the time to go in there and figure out where you may fit. Um, and I think for those that are considering experimenting, that's a great place to start is yep. figuring out where you would fit and your three things were a single theme, find your audience or bring them with you, um, and then the consistency. So mm -hmm. I really like those three points as well. Well, Lacey, I have enjoyed our discussion so much, uh, but that's our time for today. Uh, and before we go, how can our audience connect with you? <laughs> TikTok. Um, <laughs> that was like, you know, that was the easy door opener <laughs> for your TikTok. Uh, <laughs> which is, you know, my own personal brand, Elvium, E-L-L-V-I-U-M. Um, and I've got that on Instagram as well. But I mean, LinkedIn is a great place. Uh, you know, what do they say? Those who can't teach. My TikTok is not going to be this phenomenal, mind-blowing thing, but I can tell you about all the brands that I've worked with and the people I'm working with behind the scenes. Uh, so yeah, LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com slash Lacey Miller. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Lacey. And thanks thank everyone you, for joining us today. I hope that you have enjoyed my conversation with Lacey. I can't believe we're at the end. See you <laughs> next time. You've been listening to Revenue Rehab with your host, Brandy Starr. Your session is now over, but the learning has just begun. Join our mailing list and catch up on all our shows at RevenueRehab.live. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Revenue Rehab. This concludes this week's session. We'll see you next week.